No. Because uh, it pops it in, but then it's like you, you lose the feeling and the nerve in it. And it, it's like essentially like real weak because you, ha- you don't have any tendons holding it together. So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergies, the shop. I'm your host, Synergy. With me, as always, Herbie. What's up, folks? I wasn't really feeling the crickets. You know, I'm just trying to switch it up. Do something different. It's not your fault. It's uh, Discord's fault for only giving us six sounds. Yeah, and you had to pay for the rest. Can you pay for more? Yeah. I don't even see that as an option. Not that, like, I would. Yeah, you just gotta, um... You gotta, uh... Yeah, they got some favorite sounds. You just got to subscribe to some folks. Um, it's $10 a month, or you can pay $100 yearly. I'm like, meh. No. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. So, uh, not getting none out of me. There ain't no bugs on me. Maybe bugs or some of your mugs. But, yeah. All right. So, continue. Uh, you got a flavor, big guy? I do. Oh, he does. It was when um, my man Thorfinn held up his arm and it went on dangly like. And I was like, ooh, that reminds me when my leg did that. Oh, so, you had that happen with your leg? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to need a brace. So, yeah. Old injury. Yeah, you need a brace. Yeah, but it was kind of a terrible feeling. But I was like, ooh, I know what he's going through. Because he didn't even notice it at first. And he looked over, he's like, oh, yeah, it hurts a whole lot. So, so yeah. And how he was being all defiant like, I was like, look at you, my guy. And so, yeah, that was that. Um, but yeah, what's your flavor? Oh, mine, I don't, I don't have one. But in place of a flavor, I will, again, recommend Cleric of Decay, the webtoon, and um, the Academy's uh, Genius Swordsman. They're, they're similar in a way, but also very, very, very different, like, I feel like the characters are similar, but the overall plot and everything else is different, and they're both just, like, they're both refreshing reads right now. Mm-hmm. I, um, since we last did the, the podcast, I, since then, bought every Fast Pass for both. Dang. Yeah, it's a, I have no self control. If I like a series, you're gonna get some coins. Mm. Well then, I see. Do you? No, I just heard you. So I say, well then, I hear. Oh, well. Um, shall we hear you start it off with Toka? 
No, I wanted to do Randa's legendary spell blades first. Go for it. Psych. Uh, the legendary hero is dead. Season one, episode ten. The raid of the legendary hero. So uh, let's see. So Toka's talking to Yuna. After he goes back into the body of the hero, and he's like, "Oh, I'm like, who are you talking to?" He's like, "I'm talking to to Yuna." It's like what? And he points over to it, and it's like a little beetle. <laughs> and so my girl Henri uses focus mana sight. It's like, oh, I see her. I see her outline and her her mana energy, which this is an interesting like segue into something later that happens. Mm-hmm. So 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 then they kind of say that they're connected through like mana threads. And that's how Toka was able to see her and how she was able to go into his little world that he went into. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Threads of fate. So then we get to the mayor's story. And, like, it's his backstory, how he built up the town and what he did. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to build some structure, infrastructure, and make the town... More so to his liking. Hmm. And then we, yeah, and then we get to where a flash of where the elites that they sent previously uh, from, I think the the, the Pope, Pope-like people from the, the church or whatever sent them out. Right. Yeah, and so they start finding the necromancers, and this is where I did have another flavor too. They cut off, uh, I think his his name was... I forget his name. But anyhow, they cut off his head. I'm like, oh, they got him real quick. But his head's not cut off. It's just... Uh, it's just, like, blood spells, and he's, he could regenerate because he has the power of the seven generals. And he's able to c- control his blood like a rope. And then so they start fighting the other devil. And the one lady's like, give up now, and we'll, we'll spare your lives or whatever. You know, the usual, usual hoop-de-doo that they do that makes no sense. So, he starts fighting them, makes short work. I, I did like how he can use, it's a, a dimensional portal wall where I'm like, oh, man. He just, just yeah, because he went to stab him and she ended up stabbing herself through the head. I was like, oh, man. And so, that happens. And so I'm like, hmm, yeah, he ends up like fighting her, getting ready to kill her. That make make sure it worked for him. And the mayor, he finally arrives, asks for some help. <laughs> and I thought this was funny too, how the the mayor bowed, the guy he was with bowed, and then the horse bowed. <laughs> yeah, the horse too. Yeah, I was like, oh, the horse too. Yeah. Other guy's name is Diego that that got his head chopped off, which is weird. Uh, so, but previously before that, before they asked him for help, they were talking about sending forces out there to to do things and fight them preemptively. They're like, oh well, they took him out. I was like, I don't know if we ever beat him. And so they then agreed to help. And they're like, oh, we got to ask a, f- a former hero companion, Kyle, for help. 
he was previously seen the day before, like just walking out downtown naked. I'm like, my 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 guy must have had a nervous breakdown. And he's like, yeah, I'll be forgiven if you help. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll help. And he's like, once once I help, I could kick out Toka and take the legendary hero's body and become a savior. I'm like, come on, guy, stop. It. <laughs> and then so, so then we flash to Toka's group, and they're talking about Yuna, and they're like, oh yeah. This, that, and the other, and like we'll just pretend this, and then her dad comes and is like, "Oh, I won't forgive you for this, Fieri." Uh, so he's like, "I'll forgive you if you renounce the ways of th- the uh, the thighs and worship the Titty Temple." He's like, "All will be well," and I'm like, "My goodness!" And Toka's like, "Yeah, I renounce it. Nothing like a good set." And I'm like, "Oh, my guy is is just uh, worship." Of the female body. So, this is part where I alluded to earlier. The old man, he's practically blind, but he can see Yuna. And he's like, why don't you get that poor young lady some clothing? And he gives them devil, stuff made out of devil garments, and it it projects to her actual body. And, and Toka's like, I didn't know you were a man of culture, because essentially it was like stockings and like, Skippy stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was like, how the old man sees him? So I was like, that's weird. Like, is it just like eyesight? Like, so yeah, it's vision failness. I don't know what it is. If your vision fails, you get more mana to your eyes to look at things. Mm-hmm. He and said then, something about losing his sight. He was able to see the souls or some stuff like that. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because when he looked at at uh, Xion, but it wasn't really him. He's like, oh, yeah, I see two souls. So I was like, is that Xion's soul? Yeah, I think Xion's soul is still inside, um, still in the body. That's what I was thinking. Or is it Yuna's soul that, because they were kind of tethered in there. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So... That has yet to be explained. I'm hoping that we actually get an answer to it one day. And then my man Toka says goodbye to his master. And she, like, jumps out. She's like, oh, you can't go without me. Da, 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 da. You know, the usual, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go because something. But they really wanted to go the whole time. And he proceeds to put her and... And uh, was a precarious outfit, I think, or was that the last episode? I can't remember. That was, I think, that was the last episode. Yeah, that was the last one. Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, I knew you were going to come," and he does that. And then so I'm like, "Okay." They get to the place, and she like cuts him in the back. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" She didn't really want to go through through with it, but it's all part of the plan. And so they they fake his death. She carries the body inside. And then the other part right here is funny because Henri, Henri tries to accompany him. She's like, oh, it's okay. I left a double. <laughs> and that thing was so pitiful looking. I was like, oh, my Christ. Who's it supposed to pass for? Yeah, I'm like, is that a substitution jutsu? Terrible. <laughs> That's a Naruto substitution. 
Yeah, like when he first learned how to substitute, I was like, goodness, that's awful. So, so she accompanies them. They start going down the dark avenues. And they they run into some random folks, and he turns into he turns the sword into a radish, which they're like, "Why'd pick a radish on all things? Like we got a suspicious looking radish right here." Mm-hmm. So that's just crazy. And then they run across some humans being being about to get killed, and he's like, "They at this point they are dressed as devils," and. And so he he's like, oh, I know something that we that we could do for them. Like I've learned that devils are sick and they're torture. And he puts on like a red a red scarf over his head because that's how they differentiate the higher class devils. And so he acts like a high class devil. And so he's like, yeah, this is how we torture the most. He's like, put them in in stockings. <laughs> and they're wearing nothing but stock. It's like, yeah, that's pretty torturous. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry about this. Just buy some time to we come back and save you. And I'm like, oh man. You could have you could have did that any other way. And so, uh, yeah. And then there's two two devils that like, oh, we gotta save our queen. Cause like how you calm their bloodthirstiness, save our queen. And so he comes up with a plan to get her in the dream world, world to, to like defeat her. And they're going to kill it. And and for some reason, Yuna feels like Toka's the evil person in this one. I'm like, oh, I can see it because they those people just wanted peace and they're trying to stop their conflict being wiped out. So mm-hmm. I can see the, the conundrum that they're in. So... Yeah, they go to kill it, and then Henri's brother shows up, which we didn't know. I was like, oh, that's her brother. Interesting. And so that happens. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is this is getting good. How do you think this plays out next episode? The family reunion. To... Um, he probably is going to end up killing his sister. Or her in a real bad one of the two. It happens. It do. Yeah. Just, just look at Langris in uh, Black Clover. Well, that was more so because he's being possessed. That's still brutal. It's still one of my favorite scenes in uh, Black Clover. The rescue. It's just yeah. like... It remi- it's, it, it's, it's better than the one in Naruto, but it reminds me of the exact scene from the tuning exams. Yeah, I can see that. But um, go on. Yeah, that was it, pretty much. Now, shall we talk about jujutsu? Yeah, you can go ahead and talk about that. Okay, uh, Irby might want to add on to this, but um, essentially for me, it's just a really, really short recap on how basically they're explaining why they were doing the trial and that like since Sukuno can't use the ten shadow garden things anymore, then most likely um since he's guilty it's gonna take away the malevolent shrine 
and then he's clearly guilty and he was he wasn't worried at all about losing anything and in the end um the lawyer guy judge guy i think he got stabbed or something in the end there and it revealed that if the person on trial has a cursed object it's gonna remove the curse from the object instead of taking away their cursed ability yeah uh I think someone jumped in front of him to save him. Mm. So, in the end, this is really just going to boil down to, like, Yuji's not ready to fight Sukuna by by any means. So, Yuji's going to have to get away? He might, but why would he let him escape? Uh, he probably wouldn't, but someone's going to rescue him. Probably Maki. Maki's probably going to die. Mm, maybe. Who knows? I don't want Maki to die. We already lost yeah. Nabara. It has neither been confirmed nor can it be denied. I'm just going to roll with confirmed until it's denied. Mm, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. So, do you want to continue with Boruto or continue with Rain? With Windland. Mm, we could talk about Vinland. Let me, yeah. Let me muster up my recollectabilities because I, I literally just watched it, so I didn't write notes. I was like, ah, if I'm watching it now, I should be able to remember everything. Uh, that's where you're wrong. I'll be wrong. I'm sure you'll play clean up. Mm, I might clean it up. I might not. So, uh, Thorkill was. Waking up, Thorfinn. Thorfinn was kind of out of it. And then, like, he's like, yo, what about the duel? And Thorfinn kind of, he, like, snapped out of it. He was like, oh, crap, I'm in a duel. And he got up. It's like, oh, easy to, you might want to take a second. He's like, no, let's come on. He put his hand up, and then his arm just flopped down. Yeah. I was like, oh, his arm's broken. I mean, we knew he was going to break a bone or two. I think... I think it's more so of a dislocation on that one. Oh, you think it was just severely dislocated? Completely dislocated? Yeah, I think it was just one of those ones that just popped out the joint. Mm. Uh, But it could be broken. If it was just popped out the joint, shouldn't he be able to use it after Ascalad treated him? No. uh, Because it pops it in, but then it's like you, you lose the feeling and the nerve in it. And it, it's like essentially like real weak because you ha- you don't have any tendons holding it together. So you, you got to keep it in place until the tendons can um, they either grow back or they come back with some function. That just made my arm feel weak. Just picturing that. But yeah, um, fun fact: I also did that when I hyperstood into my elbow. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, and when I smacked the ground, it popped back in. I had no feeling in my hand for like two hours. Oof. Still weak to this day. But it's still stronger. Still, it's gotten stronger. But you know, yeah, popping stuff out—it's not fun. So, and, go ahead. I wouldn't say anything. Oh, so, um, Thorkill convinced Thorfinn, and Askeladd also convinced Thorfinn. Like, yo, like you need to, you need to be uh, treated a little bit to continue this fight if you want to continue the fight. And Askeladd took the moment where he was treating him to. Like talk, uh, talk some, try to talk some sense in him. Like, hey, listen, 
you remember the reason you fight. The only way we both get out of this is if you beat him in duel. But as you are right now, you can't do that. If you would just stop being stubborn and let me coach you, I can get us through this. So, Askelet cocked up a plan and Thorfinn followed through with it. The next few minutes was basically Thorfinn um, kind of avoiding avoiding uh, Thorkel and like barely managing to get by. And you could see Askeladd in the back, like, circling around. But, um... I skipped something. You right, Irby. You right, you right. You did. You right, Irby. I skipped story time. Alright, before they continue the fight, rewind. Press play. Thorkill told Thorfinn the story of his dad and how they, they were both commanders and they fought together and, um... Thor's was so, so good that the leader of the Joms Vikings gave him his daughter. And it actually was Thorkill's niece. So that, actually, Thorfinn is Thorkill's great nephew. Which, that's some tough family love right there. Yeah. Because my man was still willing to go all out. But... Um, he mentioned how he like he he wanted to beat Thor's and like that that was like his his um like that that was his reason to be a warrior like he, he followed around for the hopes to fighting Thor so when they lost a battle and Thor's got lost in sea and he thought he was dead he was devastated um and he was never the same for about whatever amount of time it took for Thor's to years. No, no, it was just like he was in he was distraught when he thought Thor's was dead. So when like he thought they were thieves and Thor's was sneaking Helga and um Ilva, I think the daughter's name is out yeah. of the house. Thorko was just laying on top of the house. It was like, normally I wouldn't deal with these, but I've been in a bad mood since uh, the person close to me has died. So he swings at Thor's, and Thor stops the axe very easily. And Thorko gets really excited. He's like, oh, you're alive. Oh, I knew that. I knew a fall in the water couldn't take you down. And at that point, Thor is just trying to explain to Thorko that he's leaving. He wants to go. And Thorkill is not listening, and when he tries to move him, that's uh, that's when he actually starts listening. He's like, "Oh, I'm leaving the John's Vikings." And Thorkill was like trying to talk to him. He's like, "Hey, no, you're you're tired. Just rest up, eat. You'll be able to think straight tomorrow." But then he looked in his eyes and knew he was serious. And he, was just, he goes, "Like you know what happens to people who leave without notifying the captain, right? It's a death sentence." So. Thorkill and Rage destroyed like a part of the a corner of the house and was ready to attack uh, Thor's. And when he asked him, why don't you have your, grab your sword? Uh, Thor says he doesn't need one. And in one counter move, like he broke the axe. Then Thor, Thorkill swung his fist and Thor's ducked and knocked him out. Well, I believe in one hit. Yep. And when Thorko awoke, they were gone. 
Yeah, he was out there. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward a little. Um, Thorfinn's avoiding Thorko, and Thorko's not exactly happy about the way Thorfinn's fighting, and neither is Thorko's crew. But it's all part of Asglath's plan. So when he finally gets uh, Thorfinn in position and Thorkel in position, at the last moment, Asglath moves his sword to like reflect light in Thorkel's face because he told Thorfinn in the meeting they had that we didn't, we didn't see, he's only seen Thorkel fall one time and he has one weakness. And apparently that's my man's jaw. My man does not have a strong jaw, apparently. Yeah, it happens. So, Thorfinn, as soon as Thorko got blinded, he sprung himself up and gave my man a swift kick in the jaw and knocked him down. And then without hesitating, he wrapped around his neck and gouged his eye out. Once he did that, um, he got sworn by uh, Thorkill's crew, and they attacked him, and Asgla was like, idiot, you don't have a weapon. And they were ready to kill Thorfinn, and Thorkill yelled out, enough, you guys are embarrassing me, this was a duel between men, are you guys going to keep embarrassing me? And the, I guess Thorkill's right-hand man said, I'm killing that kid. You can't die. You're the only person who can gather and lead this many degenerates. Uh, these many beasts. And Thorka was so upset and rage. He was like, he put his hands around the dude. And the dude was like, you can kill me if you must. But you have to live. And Thorka, like for the first time since you've seen him. He, he just seemed like he didn't. He was so mad, but like. He couldn't kill the guy because he had a, he got he had a good reason, but he was so mad about the way the duel ended with Thorfinn, and then Canute shows up and puts an end to the fight and tells people to stop fighting, and it's like it's all in vain. I need a slay. Askeladd and Thorfinn are with me. Get over here, and that's when Canute has an exchange with Thorkel, and Thorkel is like. Why would a hunter let his prey go? It was just like, uh, so they surround him, and he goes uh, something along the lines with, "I'm not, I'm not running anywhere. Um, I'd be no use to you as a hostage because uh, my father doesn't love me." And he basically tells Thor, uh, Thorkill that his foster, his father sent him in the battle to die. So using him as a hostage is, is not worth anything. Uh, Thorkill asks Canute what he plans on doing. He's like, he's going to go take down... Canute reveals that he wants to take down, dethrone um, King Swain. And, you know, take over. So, um, Thor... Thorfinn is trying to sneak out with Askeladd the whole time, but Askeladd says he's not going anywhere, just keep watching. And he's watching this whole thing unfold and watching, like, the fruits of his labor. He was trying to get Canute to step up and act like a king, and this seems like... He seems satisfied with the results. Mm-hmm. So... So, Thor... Uh, Canute said something that 
triggered Thorkill a little. He said he doesn't care about his life. And Thorkill said, you know, I met a lot of people who say they don't care where they die. And once they get hit, even just from a small punch, they're begging for their lives or they're really scared. So Thorkill, like, wound out one back and swung his fist. And he didn't touch Canute, but Canute also didn't move at all. And then Thorkill looked into his eyes and saw the same eyes that Thor's had in the flashback. And he hated seeing those eyes because he told his men he had he has one regret in his life. And it was not following Thor's so he can learn what a true warrior is. So with that being said, he resolved himself to uh, following Prince Canute and seeing what path he goes down and how... how what he becomes, and he he told Canute that if he sees him going soft, he'll kill him. So Canute smiles and says, "Then you're also my follower. Let's go." And everyone just starts marching off together. Well, some Askeladd limping, Thorfinn holding a dislocated arm, or broken, or broken, dislocated or broken. One of the two. Yeah, I feel like it's more dislocated because it kind of fell off at the joint. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, that was that. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all you got for that. That's all I got for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Askeladd told Canute that he killed Ragnar. Canute's like, you know what? Your penance is going to be my new servant. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh, It was more... Yeah, so, like... He said that, like, he has to take over his place and his... Yeah, your... Take his place, that's how you're going to mourn his death. And Askeladd... Askeladd was so resolved to... Serving this version of Canute that he... Confessed that he killed Ragnar... And said if he spares him, he will serve him, even if it costs him his life. Yeah. Now that's all, I think. Yep, that's all that I had myself. Murder, she wrote. Is it really murder? Murder, she wrote. Really, really? Really, really? Forever, ever? So, we are going to now talk about Reign of the Seven Spellblades, Season 1, Episode 12, Possibility. I'm so, guessing the beginning of this is a continuation from, like, post-credits of the last episode. Yeah. Because I had no idea what they were talking about at first. I thought I'd skipped an episode. Yeah. You may have. I didn't. Who knows? But yeah, so... um, Yeah, the student council, they're going to go look for the taken students. Guy's pretty upset. He's like, oh, we're not doing nothing but sitting around. And they're, they could be dead. We got to help them out. And so he's upset. Yeah, everyone wants to act. And I forget the the guy's name, Uh, not Richards, but the other guy that started the whole tournament off. 
Oh, the uh, guy that just had beef with Pete in the first place and was acting. Yeah, Rosy, Rosy Tulio. He tells Oliver, he's like, "Yeah, don't get killed. Looking for, uh, <laughs> looking for, for Pete, you know, because Terminus there." And Katie, she's asking the teacher for help, but unfortunately, they can't help unless eight days have passed. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Eight days, you say. Eight and, days. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. So then Shelly tells, she pulls Oliver aside. She tells him that that she's going to go save Pete. Because she did the calculus and she's like, I can't live myself if I let them die. Like, like as you knew that they were animals that you can't, they weren't made for killing. They're made for abducting. And I was like, it's suicide. You can't go. No. You can't. Uh. So, uh. so it happens. And so then... Milligan shows up and she says she has something to discuss. And at first, I thought she was gonna be like, "Yeah, I'll I'll help save him if you let me examine Katie." I was like, "What? No." But it turns out that it's it's more so that Katie's gonna be like a research assistant, and she also offers to train the kiddos before they go there and tactics and stuff. So essentially, they're getting on job training and they're growing, getting better fighting skills. I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you, big Millie. Yeah, so she's going to help them with their their excursion. Yes, she is. And Katie and Guy is too weak to go with them, which I thought was kind of sad. It's like, oh, no, you're not strong enough. They wasn't ready. But the, the crew, so Shella shows up to get Nanal and Oliver, and they all depart. And she leaves Millie Hand with Katie. She's like, hey, uh, something just happened. This is serves as the key to get into the laboratory that I have. And I'm like, oh, man, she might die. She probably will die trying to save Oliver or Nanal or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then so... They leave, and Milligan talks about the succubi's existence and how they try to create powerful creatures by, I think, selective breeding with certain stuff. And they could, like, I think they said they could grow, like, pretty much anything in their womb, mm-hmm. which was, I was like, I was like, oh, that's, that's neat. But the whole, the whole succubus clans have, like, run out due to, like, some of the stuff that they practice. And this so, is this is the girl they ran into the first time in the, li- uh, the labyrinth, right? Yeah, but she told him stay out of the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that happened, and yeah, so then they find out that they're trying to create creatures for the survival, and she needs a male mana. Which means Pete may be in trouble, depending on how he controls himself. Uh, so, and they're saying that she she may not need, yeah, she doesn't need female mana, so he might be in trouble. And so then they get like a crash course in finding the creatures that show up from Milligan. 
And which I would say that was kind of masterful on her part. She was like, oh, she she like does and she set up stuff. She's like, oh, the creatures are blind and then the, they're, they're very susceptible to electricity. That's why they're first the way they are. And then she she stabs them, shoots electricity and I was like, Wait. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so then let's see. Yeah, they defeat it. They move on. Uh, oh, but to like go backwards, there was a the student that they got lost created a whole map of the floor and gave it to student council. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. And and that's pretty much it. End of the episode. I think it was uh, interesting that um, Milligan. She it was cool that she was showing them how to like, oh like do this that and that if this guy if the enemy. The creature has is like weak to sight, and then it's gonna. I'm creating slow steps, and then I'm moving fast, so like it eventually gets used to me being the one attacking. So it'll focus on the uh, fast steps, and then when I walk slow, it won't pay attention to me, and I can approach it. But it's just like, how are they gonna know right off the bat that the creature has weak eyesight? Because it had none on his face. I I guess. Yeah, nah, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I'm making stuff up. Mm. But uh, continue. Boruto. Yeah, Boruto. Blue Vortex. Chapter 5. Target. So, the episode essentially starts off with Boruto asking... Sasuke, if he likes his Uchiha style, he says, I've almost mastered it. And Sasuke is like, yeah, pretty much learned everything that I have, almost everything that I taught you. And for us, like, he tries to, like, backplay. He's like, oh, no, master, I, um, he's like, I was only joking. He's like, do I look like I'm joking? <laughs> Which I thought that was hilarious. It's true. Sasuke fashion. And then so he tells him, just keep practicing the fundamentals, tone your skills, get sharp fighting, and you'll you'll be great. Calls him a genius. And he's like, You're you're a lot like Naruto. And just keep training, keep going at it. And then so they get into a skirmish with code. And he tells Borto to flee. He's like, We can't beat him at present time, like keep practicing. And he essentially sacrifices himself and then he gets hemmed up in the tree that we see him in. But he did take a few of them out though. So I was like, oh, look at you. Oh, man, Sasuke. Yeah, and Borto goes back to collect the sword. I'm like, oh. And so this is where it gets interesting because I think the people that are in Trapped in Trees are are they're given a body and a piece of the Divine Tree's consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you notice that too, right? Like how everyone kind of, like, seem to resemble someone who was trapped in a tree mm-hmm. and they're um well we didn't get that far yet but i'm sure you noticed what i i noticed too yeah i noticed that last time because like that guy kind of looks like sasuke he did look like sasuke yeah i was like huh but so essentially they get trapped in the body and they the body 
breaks off a piece of like the consciousness of like their their own person and they they have their own like unique thoughts and and feelings but they're also like one it's like a hive mind if that makes sense mm-hmm. and so one of the creatures is talking he's like oh i want to devour naruto and essentially one of us like what are we this that and the other's like oh yeah you just be yourself be free and it will tell you what to do and trust your your head or whatever and that's when they all start picking targets the one woman wants to eat absorb uh konohamaru the other one wants ida the one who wants to watch serata i was like oh man just go out there everybody yeah so what i think is going on here my theory is the divine tree when it catches someone let's say moegi for instance it created the divine tree Moegi, right? And mm-hmm. essentially, I feel like these divine trees, since they're connected to these people, they have a craving for the person that that ninja or person uh, cares for the most. Sasuke, it's probably Sarada. Um, like, if... if Sasuke's divine tree ate Sarada. It probably want to eat Sakura next. Maybe Naruto. Naruto might be put above Sakura. I don't know yet. Or or Boruto. Or Boruto. Uh, Moegi. It's Konohamaru. Komohamaru. It's Naruto. And what if the the divine tree's inner voice, which it, it's not, it's not. It's just you're feeling the desire to kill what your source of life um, values the most. What if it's because uh, the person that they're trying to eat is the key to saving them? Yeah. That was just my theory. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm not really sure why one of them wants Naruto anyway. It's Um, Komohamaru. Yeah, but he wasn't absorbed, so it doesn't make sense. Oh, you're right. You're right. Which one would it be then? Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not sure. I think one of them looked like Kawaki, though, or similar. So it might just be one of those. Isn't the one who said they wanted Naruto the one talking to everyone? Yeah, I think. He. It might not be... Okay, so that one might be just the actual divine tree. That was born from the Ten Tails, while the others are the ones yeah. born from the Shinobi. Yeah, that might be the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. I think the other man, he wants to eat Ida because he could sense her spine on them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I was like, oh, man. But so, do the Divine Trees count as Otsukis? Because... Isn't the Otsukis the only one that can withstand Ida's love spell? Yeah. But I don't I don't know if they're actually it's still not quite clear what they are as a species. Right. Yeah. So next month. Yeah, I'll be waiting for it. I'm gonna use my coins. <laughs> yeah, so um Anything else to discuss? Yeah, I didn't finish with the rest of it. My bad. You right. <laughs> yeah. So so then 
Yeah, I have to pick their targets. Kaki uh, and the, the scientist Armando have a conversation, and Armando he's like, he's he's like, yeah, like like for for whatever reason, like uh, the karma that I put on isn't on Boruto, it's on Kawaki. Just like that's what I use for my daughter, and that's the only way to bring them back. And he's like, yeah, and she's like, for whatever reason, like. No one knows who created Kawaki, like they know their ninja tools or whatever. And I was like, oh man, what's he what track is he on? So being a scientist, he needed the physical evidence and he was like, for whatever reason, I created Kawaki. He's like, so I don't he's like, I don't know how he's the Hokage's uh son. And so he which was cool because he put in safe uh safeguards and, and fail measures in Kawaki. So he's like, yeah, that's my creation. Like, it can't be what it is. So he concludes that his memory was altered. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, yeah. I can see that. And so that was great. And then we get a Borta Serata reunion. So. Yeah, and I think there was some, a tidbit of uh, Shikamaru and then we're like, oh, what do you make of this? Because they were like, oh, they were eavesdropping on his conversation. So. So maybe, yeah. oh, so you think maybe Shukamaru's on the verge of figuring it out? Yeah. They yeah, are. Makes, makes sense. I thought he was going to be the first one to figure it out, but I was wrong. He was a little blinded. Because I can understand it because... He was because they he got the Hokage down and that could blind you. Mm-hmm. And Mitsuki, that has so much love for Boruto, all of a sudden sees him as an enemy. Like, really, I thought you really loved Boruto, so you should have known what he looked like and known his aura and whatnot. But I guess you don't love him that much, my guy. I think it's interesting. Kawaki didn't try to cover up more of the tracks that like show evidence that Boruto was the original Boruto, like throw any of the pictures or anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he cares. I think he just was more concerned about Lord Seventh and, and killing Boruto. Yeah. And then maybe if he killed him, would go back to normal. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, I was like, yeah, look at that. It's craziness. Out of this world. Yeah. I'm enjoying it, though. I as well. It's way better than what has previously been. Oh. I think if I think if the original creator was there still, Karama wouldn't have died. That's just my two cents. Mm, I mean, I feel like he would have found a way to to make Naruto lose still, but I don't think Karama would have died. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there there probably could have been a way to. So, like, you know how technically. Um, I I don't I don't know if they combined, but you know how technically Naruto, up until Shippuden, only really had half of the Nine Tails in him. Mm-hmm. I feel like there could have been a way to, or like. That it was consciousness just, of the Nine Tails would be gone or something. It was just like a fraction left, and like there'd be no reserve. There's no actual chakra. It's just basically a consultant friend and confidant that 
lived inside Naruto. Yeah, or like should have been could have been like a way where like or something where they made Karama use up all his chakra into which he could never use chakra again or something. Yeah, something like that. Like he didn't he didn't have to disappear to get for Naruto to lose his power. Yeah. But, you know, it's they you know, that 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 guy, the guy who did Boruto originally. He he had something kind of interesting in the beginning and then like it just so much filler. Yeah. So much filler. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, but it is it is what it is. It's 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 uh really interesting now. Yeah. It is. Did you Fair. see um so obviously Naruto is getting the remaster coming up. Did you see Netflix is coming out with a remake to One Piece? Nope, I don't care about One Piece. I understand, but we're an anime podcast, sir. We have to talk about this. Did we have to talk about it? No, we don't. Would you like to wrap it up? Mm, if you want to talk about it, you can, but I... I don't just care. I just don't understand why. Like why? It doesn't need a new art style. It definitely doesn't need to be remade. It's not done yet. <laughs> what the hell are you making it for? You know what they might do is just uh do it and then shorten that bitch up because it's too long. I don't um I can't tell from the the trailer it sounds like they were they wanted to do everything from the beginning but they might shorten it up and they should because uh it's way too long but some movies already do that like they have some movies for people to like just kind of skip all the episode of east blue episode of blah 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 saba episode of like sanji i guess i don't know stuff like that Anyways, that's all I got. You got anything? Nope, that's all I got, too. Alright, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Like, comment, subscribe, and share us, and we'll catch you next week. Peace! Peace!